When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, hello and welcome. Well, should I say welcome back to the Indie Football Podcast. Uh, I'm Jack Pitbrook, I'm in St. Petersburg, and I'm joined by Miguel Delaney, who is in St. Petersburg for the first time this tournament. Miguel, how are you? Uh, okay-ish. Yeah. Um, you had an unfortunate incident the other day, which you tweeted about. It's not a joke, it's actually quite serious. Can you, can you tell us what happens and how, you, and how you're doing? Uh, I'm alright, uh, getting back together. I was mugged, yeah, in um, St. Petersburg. I uh, was walking, I was out with other journalists on a night out. I got into a taxi, and the taxi driver was being really weird, and kind of wouldn't drop me to what I wanted. And then, so I kind of, I checked on Google Maps, it's over a 15 minute walk from my house, or from my our apartment in, in Moscow. Um, so I, I fucked this, uh, got, out, got out of the cab, and within about five minutes, I was going to jump by these two lads in the back. Well, I didn't really jump, but they basically kind of suddenly pinned my arms behind my back, and made off my two phones. Uh, which, yeah, work phone, and, you yeah. know. So that was that. <laughs> and, Ouch, um, that's really unfortunate. Are you, are you kind of, you must be looking forward to the semi-finals to kind of get take your mind off it. Yeah, a little bit. I have to say, yeah, kind of that because I've been kind of just wallowing and dealing with all of this for the past uh, forty-eight hours. So yeah, I am looking forward to the, to the semi-final. Yeah, Fra- France Belgium. Well, moving swiftly on to uh, the football after the, from mugging to uh, <laughs> um, moving swiftly on to the football, um, Belgium versus France tomorrow. I, for me, I think that's a really exciting high-caliber semi-final. But may, do you feel the same, or do, do you think it's going to live up? Do you, do you think it's worth a game worthy of an FA, of a World Cup semi-final? Uh, in terms of the players available to both sides, yes. Um, in terms of the two to two teams are, it feels a bit pre or pre-tournament friendly, just because they're so close together. Um, and also, I'm not sure the game will be as good as we all expect because France are so dreary. Um, but and I think actually because they're, they're so dreary, it could actually be bad for Belgium. I think they could get done because of that. Do you not? I mean, I was thinking that I kind of think that Belgium have the capacity to make any game interesting because yeah. they're so aggressive. Like they've been, they scored the most goals in the tournament. Um, they are probably the most exciting team. They've had they've had the most good performances of anyone in the tournament. Actually, on that, the one thing I have to say for all the kind of criticism Martinez has got over the years, it must be his dream to be able to play the football he wants. He wants with players like Hazard and De Bruyne and like all these kind of some of the best attackers in the world before he pisses them all off yeah yeah I mean at Wigan he was trying to do it with Connor Salmon and uh, <laughs> Sean Maloney and uh, uh, Piscu and all the other guys who would you rather have on set pieces Sean Maloney or Kevin De Bruyne I don't know you should try, you should try to come up with like a combined Wigan Athletic 2012-13 plus Belgium 2018 team yeah. how, how many of those you know would Anthony Alcaraz get in would Maynor Figueroa get in it's the opposite way around, I would take Shauna over Witzel it's the other way around is it? how many Belgian players or sorry how many yeah, how many Belgian players get into the Wigan team? <laughs> well, I was thinking, uh, big man, big man, Connor Salmon, Romelu Lukaku combo up front. Yeah, yeah, the salmon of knowledge. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think it's going to be a really interesting. I think it's going to be a very interesting game, just because we've got two teams that have 
over the course of the last few weeks have pretty much sort of worked out how they want to how they want to play and uh, I mean it, I think the, the midfield battle is going to be very interesting uh, because I mean are, are we thinking that, that Belgium are going to stick with Witzel and Fellaini as their, their little you know from a conversation I had today it sounds like the uh, the only change will be because Mounier is suspended Carrasco will come in for him at right wing back uh, but I think beyond it sounds like they're going to stick with a 3-4-1-2 which is obviously so successful in the game that you were at Brazil against Belgium yeah and, and clearly Martinez is very wary of getting countered he's, he's, he's clearly conscious of the fact that they're, they're a little bit vulnerable and, and so that, that's why he's, he's brought in that sort of, sort of extra defensive midfielder but I mean Carrasco and, and Chadley as, as your wing back or, or even if, if they do that sort of weird lopsided thing they did against Brazil they, they they really are kind of they really are there to be got at, especially with the, with the, the power that France have. Do you think that the that high, the high line that Belgium play with three thirty year old centre backs, or the weird old company Vertonghen? Do you think that's asking for trouble up against Mbappe's speed? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean one break and that could be nights out. That's one thing. Mbappe actually solves a lot of problems for for Deschamps because he's just so fast <laughs> and, like, and every, everything about Deschamps' system for France is so constraining and Mappe can't really be constrained even, like, even in that game against Uruguay against that defence there were still moments he had little flashes he had where he kind of stretches the pitch he, he, he did have he'd have flashes against Uruguay I think we also can't we can't overstate how good Argentina are at making other teams look good I yeah. mean they, they, they made Croatia, they, they made us all think that Croatia gonna, were going to win the World Cup and and I'm sorry, they're not going to win the World Cup. And and they made they made Mbappe look, you know, exceptionally good. And I I, I can't like for all their faults, I can't see Martinez's Belgium making you know giving him that sort of space. I, I dispute one thing there. I think at this point we can't rule out anyone winning the World Cup. It's two matches. Any sort of freak can happen in two matches. Uh, Do you think that after the Euro 2016 final, France still have a choke in them? No, I, I think that'll now. Uh, I, I think they'll win it, and it'll be seen as oh, this is a, this is a, that was the final defeat they needed to become winners, etc. All that, all that sort of bollocks. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think France will still win, but I would I would make them very narrow favourites over probably England. Yeah, I think Bel- I've got. I think Belgium are going to win that game. I think that I think they're playing better. I think they've played more. They've played more good games than France have. I think France have only been good in one match so far. I think that Belgium have got. I mean, I know Mbappe's brilliant, but I, I think Hazard and De Bruyne have probably been the two best players overall in the World Cup so far. Here's what I, actually, if Belgium do win the game and say they play England in the final, what we're going to see a lot of is Belgium choking, uh, or their capacity to choke, and that'll be a big, seen as a big plus point for England and have gone into the game. But if they haven't choked in the semi against bigger rivals in France... Yeah. Because I mean, do you not think there's a massive test of metal of Belgium? But I kind of think that if you beat they beat Brazil in the quarters, mm. you know, yeah, they had to ride their luck the last twenty minutes. But they beat Brazil in the quarters. If they then beat France in the semis, mm. I don't see why they would choke against yeah, England in exactly. the final. Oh well, not, not necessarily because it's England. More so, I suppose, because the argument that it's the World Cup itself at stake. Then it's not just a, it's not just a place in a game. I, I, I mean, having played many World Cup finals myself, mm. uh, I, I just I think when, once you get to a World Cup final. You, you know what you do. We, we've actually seen very few chokes in World Cup finals. What what we see is is, is teams getting mentally tired or, or getting cautious uh, and you know essentially playing playing a conservative game. And and that that's what I, mean, I, I can't imagine even even with the, the attacking talent that left in the, in, in the final four that, that we'd see anything different this time. What what I'd be I'd be worried about with Belgium is if if they you know the the huge 
kind of hurdle of beating Brazil, that, that huge mental and physical effort and, and resisting for the last 20, 30 minutes. And then the huge effort that, we, that would be required to beat France, who knows whether it goes to 120 minutes and penalties. You know, what, what, what does that take out of them? England, you know, have had, you know, they've had the Colombia game, which was a real struggle. And then they had a, a very short turnaround to, to what was quite an easy game against Sweden. If if England, you know, win the win their semi final in ninety minutes, it, it's it's a it's a very level game, I think. So what you're saying is it's coming home. It's coming home. Miguel, it's coming home. No. no. <laughs> um, how do you see England's Croatia going? Uh, I think England will win. Um, just about because they're they're a smarter team than Croatia, which is a, a little bit of this is all a massive kind of inverse of history. And this is one thing England deserve credit for, and that. Croatia have the midfield that England don't and Modric and Rakitic and this was always such a massive thing for England for the last 20 years control of the ball in the middle and I, but I think England have kind of ren- rendered that irrelevant a little bit with the way they set up get out to trips yeah get out to trips yeah yeah it, it's all I mean that game is all about who gets to play their game if, if Croatia play kind of a, a, you know, a patient midfield game probably get, get more possession then it could be tough for England because they have you know, the big long diagonal balls up to Mandzukic they have um, you know they, they have the players to, to really hurt England but if, if England can turn it into a bit of a knockabout and get, get in behind Belgium maybe, sorry get in behind Croatia sow a few seeds of doubt then I, th- I think that'll suit them a lot better yeah I actually I asked Eric Dyer about this at the press conference in Repino today yeah. <laughs> and he uh, hey Eric alright Moose <laughs> Uh, and, I, and, I, and I asked him whether England would play a more like conservative game because they're up against a better team and he said no they're going to play the same sort of front foot style and I do think that England's best way of disrupting Croatia is is with that kind of aggression and physicality they've got in midfield like the, with the le- I mean because they're not going to you know we haven't got technically better midfielders than them but we do have the Henderson, Lingard and Ali hopefully be able to kind of you know to put them under pressure um, and just play fast, you know, play high up the pitch, play quickly. Maybe nick a goal in the first twenty minutes, and then take it from there. That that's what's gotten to the, to this point. I I I I wonder though whether to to win a World Cup semi final and, and to win a final, you you need a little bit a little bit more nous about you. I, th- I think if if we can if we could possibly go against the, the prevailing tide of, of public opinion here and, and and maybe you know pick a flaw in in this England side, it, it's it's been their game management and they haven't quite reacted quickly enough to changes in the tempo it took them 44 minutes to, re- to react to Tunisia to, you know deciding to change their system yeah. at, at half time they're, they're totally kind of you know, they sort of lost the plot for about 15 minutes against Colombia in the first half of extra time and I think having a philosophy and having an ideology and, and saying like we play this way we're going to play this way that, that's great I think in order to, to win what are the toughest games to win at any level of football they're going to have to react a lot quicker to to the game as, as it unfolds yeah i completely agree um that's uh, I, I remember i was at the croatia denmark game in the last 16 and this is when that's the first time that i thought hold on a second croatia might not be that good because yeah. they were they were good in the first sort of half an hour, half an hour it was only one all then at half time denmark took off andres christensen for lasse Scherner who's you know no one's idea of a top player and just like Schoen's physicality alone was enough to disrupt Croatia they didn't create anything yeah. until 115 minutes well, so I, I remember even the Argentina game when they beat Argentina 3-0 I remember writing that Croatia didn't look that good and they got a bit of stick for it kind of thinking like I, but, and I was, I was wondering am I dead like, are they that good but then the last few days last few games they've been proven to be uh, 
I've seen nothing from Croatia that puts them on the yeah. level of Belgium, for example. They've conceded some some really village goals in the knockout stages. I mean, uh, that, that early goal against Denmark. And, I mean, if, if you saw how, how deep they were sitting for that Russian equaliser in extra time, that's, that's a team that... They've got a bottle in them. They do have a bottle in them. Manny. Um, they've got a whole crate in them. Bottle, mate. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting way of putting it. That said... I'm making them 60-40 favourites. Not like they're not no. overwhelming favourites. I'd say I'd say England 60-40 favourites that game. I'd say England 53-47 favourites. Okay, I mean, so so like based on like that's all that's all in the same ballpark, isn't it? Yeah. What um have you got any concerns about England? Or have you got? Any, do you think England have got a choke in them, or do you think England have passed choking point? Well, I, the real test comes if. Like Modric just grabs a hold of the game, and Croatia go. You know, Croatia score after three minutes. That and, and or Croatia score just before half time. Yeah, isn't this amazing about football in that sense, and how we kind of the conclusions we draw from it? England have choked, but they survived. So then it's not yeah. seen as a choke, really. And then do you then do? You, I suppose the question is: Is that still inherent to your team, or has the fact you've got through it mean then suddenly kind of you're less likely to choke the next time because you've you've had the belief you've got, you've you've survived one so you kind of it kind of breathes that composure that assertiveness that greater assertiveness yeah England has spoken a lot about how like the the mental importance of overcoming mm. that Columbia game especially mm. was and how it showed that they kind of put it to bed and as ever with that kind of thing you wonder like how how real is that description yeah. and but also if they believe it is that enough in itself yeah no no it's not but I mean I'd, look if, if you go back through Semi-finals and finals of, of World Cups. How often do you do you see a genuine like? How, how often does does the best team not win? And, and, and it's it's weird for for something that you know just ninety minutes or one hundred and twenty minutes and and it, that, that can be decided by a deflection. But generally, class tells in these games. Yeah, yeah. And and you know believing that that you're going to win and, and having a philosophy and a mentality and, and momentum isn't necessarily going to be enough if you don't have the footballing quality. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier. What, can you name a surprise World Cup winner or even a last surprise World Cup semi-final winner? I mean, no... It's a good word with say, you know, not... Not, not, many, not many spring to mind. West Germany in 1954 was the last yeah. genuine World Cup. Surprise, no, winner. The, 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 surprise Ger- winner. Germany 2002, in fact, I might, I might piss a lot of people off with this, but if England make it, they'll be the weakest... Semi-final, I said, weakest work of finalists since Germany 2002. But Germany, uh, Germany didn't shock anyone. They just had exactly. A very easy they, they beat Korea, Korea in the semi-final. They had a really easy run. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, that's just to get parochial for a second. That is the eternal regret in Ireland because could have beaten that. Had Roy Keane played, could have beaten that Germany and won a run to the semi. That was Paraguay, USA, and yeah, Korea. They're, they're like bad teams, or so sorry, limited teams yeah, limited ha- have team. have reached the semi-final before, but that's generally where it's ended. I'm thinking. Turkey, Bulgaria, uh, you know, even, even that Croatia 98 side, as, as great as it was, eventually found its level. The semi-fi- semi-finals find you out. And unless, Eng- unless England bring their absolute, you know, I still think they will, but unless, unless they, they bring their, their best performance, it's not going to be a, a, a very happy evening for them. So overall, we're going France and England to win France England final? Teams that way, yeah. Yeah, our votes and but adding up whatever we did. It, it, it's obviously less likely to be France, England. No, it's much more likely to be somebody else. But I'd say of the four options, that that's that's what I'll go for. Well, there, there you have it. That's our prediction, and um, there'll be more podcasts this time tomorrow night, where Miguel and Jonathan will be at 
in St. Petersburg for the game, and I will be in Moscow at the England press conference. So we'll listen, you can, you'll be able to listen on to my next podcast tomorrow morning uh, to hear how those games went. Bye.